Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Big Gold Belt Podcast, the gold standard of wrestling podcasting. That's my new subtitle heading for us. Uh, Aaron here. I'm with the entire five-man wrecking crew today. We're going to be recording your Night of Champions preview based on the card that's been announced as of the Saturday prior to the Sunday prior to the pay-per-view. We have D-Wayne in the house, live and in person from a restaurant. Hi. <laughs> he's gonna be he's gonna be coming in and out. He's um with some sort of aquatic animal. I think it's a type of fish. I don't know which specific type of fish, but anyways, if you listen to our previous episodes, you know what I'm talking about. We have two chains in the house who does not hang out with fish. How are you? Good, good, good. Uh, Dr. M's in the house today. Hi, you're not working too hard again, are you, sir? No, I don't have the, the motivation today. I'm just locked in. It won't stop raining around here. Yeah, lazy days are good once in a while, especially when it's raining outside. And we have Mr. Silly Salas, a.k.a. Salas. What's up, man? It's going on. What's going on? And, and Dr. M, it's been raining like off and on here in the D.C. area all day, too. But today I am winning. Uh, I actually had an upgrade on my phone for holding on to my iPhone 5 for four years now that I got the iPhone 6 for only $9. So I'm trying to <laughs> save, save way and not getting a 6S or 6S Plus. So I'm trying to be smart about it. Wow. And you, the 7's coming out soon with some sort of Apple Pencil and like the new iPad. There's all this crazy Apple stuff coming out soon. Yeah. Yeah, man, I I, it's, I feel bad you guys have crummy weather today because it's like mid-60s and beautiful here in the Midwest and um, was outside for a while. I was working on my next wrestling photo book with all the pictures of the shows I've been to this year, so I'll have to bring that with when we're in Dallas. We see each other. Um, nice. So we're going to preview. This is going to be probably our most difficult pay-per-view preview for WWE because they don't really have the full card advertised. Um, we'll start with what we feel is going to be the opener, though, is uh, Seth Rollins defending his newly won United States Championship against the uh, former champion John Cena, who's invoking his rematch clause. So he has two matches that night. We obviously feel this is going to be the first one and that the world title will be the main event. Now, D-Wayne, you were very excited to comment about this match. Do you feel, <laughs> do you feel Rollins is going to drop the strap here, or do you think he hangs on to it? Hey, look, this is probably your most forgettable match of the night. Of course he's going to drop it. I don't even know why he even asked that question. I'll speak for the rest of the group. Cena wins. Next match. And what? Can I just ask what what makes it such a slam dunk, man? Because LeBron is dunking it. That's why. <laughs> Hold on. Are they in Cleveland, Fortnite of Champions? Nah, man. No. They're in um. Houston. They're in Houston. Can I tell you yeah. something? First of all, <laughs> it's the U.S. title. Who cares about it? Cena wins in the next match. <laughs> Is there anybody with a dissenting opinion? Because I also think Cena's going to take the title back. But Why do anyone think Seth is going to win? I think I, Seth is going to win. Well, thank I, you, Dr. M. I, I think because uh, we all know the WWE loves trios, that Cena definitely wins. So it's another match. For them to work up on some point. I say it's a dirty finish that, that Seth will still retain some way, somehow. I, so you really think, because I already know you think it's going to be a dirty finish for the Sting match. You think there's going to be two dirty finishes by Seth Rollins? No. One night. No. Yes. Yes. 
No. Yeah, thank you, Dr. M. Is that Daniel is Bryan in the podcast now, or is it just me? No. That is no. Seth Rollins' character. That makes that, perfect sense. No. It does make perfect sense. No. Me and Dr. M are on the no. same exact page. No. Ah. I'm going to tell you, first of all, right now, there's no way that Seth Rollins is going to win both matches that night. He's going to lose his match. Well, I'll say this. I see a, a potential cash-in where he may not leave with both titles, but as far as quote-unquote winning both matches, I think that's going to happen in both dirty finishes. He doesn't have to win both matches. He can lose by DQ or some dirty finish. He's leaving sure. that pay-per-view with both titles. <laughs> oh, both titles. Oh, <laughs> Dr. Oh. Hey, well, you know, I, I, the Sting match is, I, I agree, like, by all means, that Sting wins that match. I know I'm just, I just jumped the gun, but Sting wins that match, but by... It would not be or any type of regular finish. Something, some interference or something. You know what? Can I tell you something? I actually kind of agree. The only reason I can see Sting winning is because they are eventually going to have him lose to The Undertaker. So they're trying to get him at least some type of hype in the WWE. And the only way he can do that is having him win the title. I don't yeah. think he faces The Undertaker. I think he really stays away from The Undertaker. I really do. I don't think Sting will ever play a face taker as, as much as that hurts the to say. I really don't see it. Oh, I um, see it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I hear the, I see. I hear the rumor about Undertaker apparently health is um, actually doing pretty good and that the way how they're, uh, I guess you want to say, booking him for this year, uh, he feels that maybe there's a chance he can um, he can wrestle for another three years. I did read that, that he, he doesn't see Dallas as his retirement. So the Brock match, you know, if they decide to hold it till then, that might be okay because then he can have other matches. I still think there's money to be said in a John Cena match against Taker at WrestleMania, and I think that may be a good idea for his last Mania match, whenever that is. No, his last his last Mania match is going to be against Taker. I see them both going on at the same time. Then do I? But like, what's the point to an extent? Because neither of them are going to be around typically they don't do that sort of thing when a guy's going out and furthermore like those guys' careers are never tied together until it almost feels forced there's never there's never a point to what the WWE does if you realize it it's a lot of sporadic stuff that they do and I think this is one of the sporadic things they do they'll put them both against each other whoever wins wins whoever loses loses but they'll be it'll be their last both of their last matches Mm. alright hold on so okay let's 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 get back to the original the original match I had. So we have uh, D Wade states that Cena wins. The doctors in Sellers states Rollins wins. Who who do you have, A Rock? Uh, my brain says Cena, but my what I really would prefer is if Rollins left with both titles. Like I'm completely in agreement with Doctor M, but I think Cena wins. I I also read, and I don't know how much credence to put into this, is that they are making a whole nother batch of those United States Champ is Here shirts. <laughs> so, I mean, that could just be, you know, it's one of those things you read on the internet, just like, you know, D. Hey. Wayne read on the internet The Undertaker's going to wrestle Sting, but I don't think it necessarily makes it so. Hey, look, that's not, a, that's not a, something I read on the internet. That is a D. Wayne fact. <laughs> Everyone knows D. Wayne facts come true. It's All right. Kevin Owens. All right, Tyson <laughs> Kidd. Fact. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I think... Uh, I think that, I mean, my mind is telling me, if I had to bet it, yeah. I'm going with the underdog because that's how I play. So I'm going with Rollins for sure. But if my mind was here to play with it, I also think that it's just a better look to keep John Cena and Rollins away from each other. 
like the whole feud, how it came about and all that. I'm just like over it. It should have never happened in the first place. It felt forced. So therefore, Rollins need to win it and end it. So I, I'm I, I feel like I'm we Rollins as well. I think we're gonna see these two for however things shake out. I think you're gonna see Cena Rollins in the cell next month, and I think that that's gonna be an awesome match. And it, like you guys were saying, that picked Rollins. If it's a dirty finish and someone happens to get involved, maybe a returning Kane, maybe whoever, you know, the cell match is just such a nice natural progression in terms of a step for the October cell pay review. Because then you can keep everybody out. Although people have found ways to get in the cell, so who the heck knows? Hmm. I don't know, man. I, I I like the fact of seeing Kane interfering in the Sting match, and like I said, Kane uh, Sting. Will be also a good match that we all absolutely know Sting will win to throw him over, which at some point maybe could, uh, you know, bring back the Demon King, I'm Kane, and maybe somehow creative was really tricky enough could start bringing up the fact that Kane and Undertaker being brothers, which is this is also super reach. Yeah. But so somehow they have to run past <clears throat> each other. Kane, I mean Sting and Taker has to happen. Do you think? Because thank you. I agree. It's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's not just gravity, and it's not just like Murphy's Law, so to say. It's just if you take all these anomalies away, so much buzz about a certain particular thing happening, it just must happen. Yeah, yeah. I, wouldn't it? Do you think there's more money to be made in the short term, though, for right now by having? Kane turn on Rollins, considering all the stuff Rollins said and did to him over the whole 2015. Maybe he interferes on behalf of Sting, and we uh-huh. get the Rollins Kane feud because I think there's some money to be made there. Oh, well, it depends. What, what, do, what do you, who, and what are you considering the money maker? I think Rollins is a, a big money maker right now. I just think I'm trying to think in terms of storyline sense. Not that uh, not that Kane and Sting couldn't do something down the line. I think that there's money there too. But I guess we should we might as well just talk about the main event because it's so interconnected to the U.S. title match. Yeah. And I, I've thrown this out there on the previous episodes, and I can't wait to hear what Dwayne thinks about this. I think. You know, come whatever may, whatever shenanigans happen, I think Sting wins, but then Sheamus cashes in. And wouldn't that be a way to get some real heat on Sheamus if he's going to win the title? You know what? I wouldn't play. It'll be good. I'm going to tell you why it'll be to be him. And I like that idea. You yeah. know why? Because it gets Sting to win the title at a big at WWE event, but it also doesn't keep the title on him long. Exactly. And the thing is, like, you don't want Sting to be your champion, but you want, no. you really don't want Sting to be 0-2 because what's the draw at that point? He's this old guy that paints his face that loses. That's what he is if you lose, have him lose again. That's why it's pretty hey, precarious hey, here. Hey, don't call him old. If he can still get in the ring and rumble, he can keep uh, I'm not I, saying he's old. I'm saying that's what the impression of him would be portrayed. Hey, like, unless it's much like Sting, and I'm, big, I'm a huge Sting fan ever since I was been little. Um... He, he, he's, he's a little up there in age. Well, that's so the thing. We liked him when we were little, and like we're getting close to 30, so he's been around for a while. <laughs> Just saying. As, as a heel moment, I mean, I agree so much with Dr. M. To me, I just see Seth Rollins' reign right now reminds me so much of CM Punk's reign in 2013 that I just feel that this pay-per-view is going to be all about Seth Rollins. I agree. But you know what? 
can I, can I, I have something to say. It might be all about Seth Rollins, but let's, let's not, re, let's, let's go back to CM Punk's reign. Yes, it was, it was memorable, but at the end of the day, I actually kind of forgot about it, to be honest with you, until you brought it up. So, it could be memorable all you want, but until he beats the man, is he really the man? Well, and furthermore on that, the only times that I can really remember that he main evented during his title reign were maybe the cell match with Ryback. And even then, I don't know if that was the main event. But also, anytime he wrestled Cena. Otherwise, he wasn't in the main event, dude. It was Cena and Brock and Rock and Triple H and wasn't Punk. As much as I love CM Punk. Mm. I could see Rollins, like I said, I think I could see Rollins leaving Night of Champions with both belts. But, I mean, let's also remember there's they've already started that friction between him and the authority. Yep. I could see Rollins the next night on Raw dropping the U.S. title. Well, I mean, Sheamus put it out there that he's he's coming for him. He said, you might have a third match. He said that on Raw, the Open this week. Yeah, I, li- I like that, actually. You know, that's my only problem with Steve winning and Sheamus cashing theory is obviously that creates some type of heat. But Sheamus, as much as you hate him or like him, he's a he's a. He's I a hate him. He's a three hundred fifty-five. He's, a, he's an everyday out. worker. He is an everyday worker, and he's an everyday worker that I hate. He <laughs> bores me. I hate his bro kick. I just he doesn't do nothing to me. He's like what Wade Barrett right now. But you got to admit, he's a me. draw as a heel. He is a draw as a heel over him as a face. No, I, I he's like not. He bores me. He's a draw as a heel. He no, he's, he's great. He's great. As much as I didn't like him. Sort of say no, on TV to see him see in it. person. What's that right now? And two chains. Hold on, hold on. What, 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 two chains. What was the one thing that you loved that he was like, okay, this is the start of Seamus run? His music. Once you change the music and you have a good theme music that goes with your character, you are gold in WWE. A- absolutely. If they look, let's just be let's just be logical now. Seamus is just a wrestler, but how in the world did you land yourself on a Michael Bay movie as a main villain? Exactly. Hey, right now. <laughs> Can I, I'm going, and I'm going to look. But this brings me back because I hate Seamus that just that much. Look, I, as much as you as much as you say and do, let's remember his past world title reigns. They bore me. They're almost as worse as Alberto Del Rio's title reigns. Oh, Kill God. me. Uh, I hate twenty ten. His title reign in twenty ten was good. I'm about to say, maybe my tea is different because I like Alberto <laughs> Del Rio's uh, no. uh, title reigns. When he's was. a heel, when he was a heel, not a no. Let's try it now. I'm going to be honest with you. I hate Sheamus. And I think that if Sheamus was to ever win the world title, I think it would set WWE back a few years. No. <laughs> no. Yes. No way. Yes. Controversy, I'm here. Y'all can hate me all you want. I think that yeah. unless it goes on someone new, WWE is not serving its purpose right now. And but when you think about themselves. it, he's rebooted right now. It's new. No, he's not rebooted. He still reminds me. No, I don't care what you want. He can give him black tights. We can give him this ugly mustache, facial hair, whatever you want to call it. He can just, he can just walk on. Ain't nothing rebooted about him. He's still the same person. If All they did was really change his mohawk and change his facial hair and put on some new black tights and gave him a little bit of music. Everything about him, everything else about him, if you really think about it, it's the exact same. You know I what? Agree. I couldn't agree, agree more. Hold I think, on, wait, I think you are you. right about that. This is his first WWE title reign. No, because I don't like him. It doesn't bring me excitement. Matter of fact, I can be honest with you. When he had the title, I was like, please get him, 
please get the title off him. Because he didn't do nothing for me. Oh, trust me, that's gonna happen. Don't worry about that. <laughs> so that's the thing. He doesn't do anything for me, and I, I can see. I get here to say this, but I guarantee it's a whole flock of me of followers out here that's gonna listen to this podcast and say Dwayne is right. So hold on, should we hashtag that Dwayne is right? Hashtag? No, that'd be that's not. Hashtag. Waste of characters. Let's write down. Hashtag Dwayne facts. The fact is, WWE would make a big mistake if they ever gave Seamus the title again. That's a that's a long hashtag, brother. Right. Let me defend Seamus for a second now. Now, I like I said, I've never been an entire big fan of Seamus, but yes, I did like his redoing of his character. I love the theme. I love the heel heat that he brings. And the yes. thing is, it seems so, like, for, form a way of cheesy when you watch on TV. But to see it live, it's just like, like, this dude is really good. Because not only is he just this big mammoth of a person in a ring, and he runs the ropes. There's no question. He's a good Never, no, Nobody's ever took a major injury from him or anything nope. like that. He does a good job. Nope. But the fact that when you can make uh, people of all ages not like you, you're doing something really good as a heel. He's just, you know, because, he's so traditional as like an 80s style heel. And maybe that's the yeah, reason, maybe yeah. maybe that's what part, part of what D-Wayne's problem is. I get what you're saying, D-Wayne, how there really isn't much different from old Sheamus to what we see now. He's tweaked a few things, more specifically the look, but... There's no difference. No, the biggest difference is... He commands heel heat in the ring. When he was a face, he didn't he didn't do anything in the ring. Oh, exactly. It doesn't matter. Here's my thing. Even when he, before he was a face, he was a heel. It, to me, it just it just going back in circles. They're like John Cena with Sheamus. They just changed his colors. No, no, no. That's what it is. Here's the thing. Like when if you're like if you're like if Sheamus was the same person as a face and a heel, when he was a face, he would be more like John Cena, where he's just egging the crowd on to like him and say all this stuff to like whatever but that's the thing no one likes him nobody wants to like him he bores people surprisingly enough Seamus did have a little crowd buzz with him like I was surprised too you know yeah but we don't know that's 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 the thing that bothers me and I feel like there's a few other people that deserve the title before him Hey, everyone knows. Hey, no, I'm going to be honest with you. Look, as much as I hate to say this, y'all knew how mad I was at Seamus winning Money in the Bank. Because I was just like, for real, he changed his look, and this is what you give him. And you know what? I'm going to say this. The reason why he won Money Bank in the first place is because he's a Triple H guy. No. Yes. First point made period. He's a Triple H guy. Triple H loves him. And guess what? What Triple H does when he loves people, he gives them all the chances in the world. But guess what, Seamus? You have run out of chances in my book. <laughs> well, he apparently didn't run out of chances in WWE because he has the money in the bank. And now his character storyline is unlimited for the whole year. Yeah. And the other thing is, I believe Seamus won the money in the bank is because he was the only person that everybody suspected not to win. True. Everybody was like, Ronnie Reigns is definitely going to win this one. No, then it was like, oh, well, got to be ready. Or like, there's no way. Everybody, it was in total agreement that there was no way Seamus was going to win. Even when Seamus won, I was like, Seamus won. But you already knew that I didn't expect Roman Reigns to win because 
they they have him settle from WrestleMania next year. That's yeah. what I believe. The reason the reason Sheamus won Money in the Bank is because when you cash that in, it's such a heelish thing because you do it while someone's down. Yeah. And if yeah. you look at the roster of heels in that company right now, Rollins already has the title. Bray Wyatt kind of does things separate of the title. You know, after yeah. that, Sheamus is probably the next heel in line. Mm-hmm. And yeah. maybe and and maybe that's more of a commentary on where WWE's at with their heels, which is why I think a Roman Reigns heel turn would be ultra sweet right now. But that's just my opinion. Um, I, I think um, they would never turn Roman Reigns heel. Oh, uh, right never say never in wrestling, man. Never say you know never. Well, how about this? I would say something else. They would never turn John John Cena heel. Well, that's you know, probably you know what, more hey, to see. But on on that note, I'm going ahead and cash in my bold prediction of next year. And Kevin Owens will be the Money in the Bank winner. Cash it in right now. I think that's a great prediction. I'll buy that. Him or Bray? Bray would be... When Bray actually starts to focus more on championship stuff as a way to kind of take over, and he did mention the World Heavyweight Championship in his promo on SmackDown this past week, Uh that could be a very interesting candidate as well. But I, I feel what you're saying um, maybe let, let's just kind of wrap up this controversial discussion before I have to do any more curse word editing for D-Wayne here. Um, <laughs> do, just real quick, just say who you think is going to win and if there's a cash-in. I say Sting wins and I say there's a cash-in. Uh, D-Wayne, who do you think and is there a cash-in? Um, can you repeat that? Do you think Sting or Rollins wins and is there a cash-in? All right, first of all, right now, um, it's... Uh, this match is intriguing, but it's not intriguing. Um, I'm going to sit here and say something's telling me that Sting doesn't win tonight. Or next week. That, next week. And it's just it's just a feeling because I don't think they want Sting to be the title holder this quick, this early, especially at Night of Champions. I don't think it's... To me, United Champions, again, is one of the second-rate pay-per-views. And why would they waste the opportunity to give Sting a title on a second-rate pay-per-view? So you say Rollins wins, and do you think there's a cash-in? Do I think there's a cash-in? Yeah. And that's the thing. I don't think it's a cash-in. I think it's a straight-up Rollins win. Because if you got to think about it. If they want Rollins to to succeed, they can't have anybody cashing on him at this point. And I think the cash-in would be more valuable at a major pay-per-view than at a secondary pay-per-view, especially if the WWE is so-called high on Sheamus, which I don't agree. But if they're so high on Sheamus, they wouldn't let him cash in on secondary pay-per-view. Yeah. All right. I disagree, but I, I respect your opinion, sir. I think I don't know if there's anything besides WrestleMania at this point that's like a rate pay per view because it's all on the network and it all costs nine ninety nine every month. But I see what you're saying, um, yeah. Doctor M. What do you think, man? Um, I am sticking by my prediction that Rollins is leaving with the belt. Sting can win by DQ, but Rollins is leaving with the belt. Okay, so no cash in. No cash in. Okay, Celis. Uh, I would agree with Dr. M. I'll just put a minor tweak on it. I think at some point in the match, you see Sheamus comes out not to attempt to cash him, but just to tease with his briefcase. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you have a Kane entrance to come out that maybe ends everything in a no contest where you still have Seth retain, 
but uh, Sting doesn't get the loss per se. So you're not, not hurting anybody, but it's going to continue to Hell in a Cell. Okay. And to James. So since I'm honorary member of the uh, NWO Wolfpack, I believe <laughs> – I believe I'm the most knowledgeable of what's going to happen with Sting here. Um, oh, I believe that <clears throat> Sting face is on the promo, the promotional posters for Night of Champions. Not only because he is the main event, because he leaves with the goal of the WWE gold that he never got. Never. Because <laughs> he never was supposed to be in the WWE, but he's here. So, here's... Here's my tweak with this. I know, and this is my bold prediction because everything else seems to be just out of loop, whatever you guys are saying. I believe that the person that comes to interfere is Triple H. Triple H lets Seth Rollins know that you never will be better than me. You you never be Sting. Ain't that enough beef and heat to start up Ooh, that right there? There's I like that. There's your face turn. Yep, and Sheamus, he, he may come out show his face, but he's not going to do anything. And and even with this happening, like, Triple H, as much as Triple H has been the heel in, in authority for a while, can you honestly say right now that there really are heels? So to see Sting actually be on the side of Triple H and Stephanie McMahon takes him off, you know, sort of say TV, but he's able to do promos such as they do when they're not there. Right, and that keeps him relevant long enough, but keeps him out of matches too. That's a really interesting perspective. I kind of like is. I kind of like that better than what I said, but um, I it, it would definitely kind of do the slow burn if you do it like you're talking about, where Triple H interferes and just says, you know, you won, but you needed my help and plant that seed of doubt. But then here's my thing. They're gonna have to book it really carefully because you do stuff like that, you're gonna end up turning Triple H as the babyface and Rollins as the heel. So like, eventually the heels, the the authority, excuse me, has got to get way more evil than what they're doing right now. And 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 that's my thing. Like as much as you want to say that the authorities, the authority is healed, with all the charity promotions and stuff that they do actually on shows and live. It's really hard for me to hate Stephanie McMahon at the end of the day. Yeah. Because it's just like, y'all really do a lot of notable stuff that with the way how social media is, the way how live shows are, and even some TV time with it, it's really like, you really expect for us to believe that you guys are here. Yeah, you all guys are making what's right for business, but that's what business is. You, yeah. You're doing the right thing. You're, give, you're, giving, us, you're giving us favorable matches that we want to see. You know, whenever there seems to be some type of buzz on the internet, or some type of like, you know, the whole Charlotte and uh, Nikki Bella thing. Like, hey, I need this match to be early, so blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever it is. Like, those are kind of like favorable things that we kind of are like in a grid store. So it's hard for me to really look at them like, you guys are a heel. Even, and, and Seth Rollins is just the heel just because of how he wins his matches. Other than that, right. you know, his heel he has been down like over the last couple of months. His mic work really, you know what I'm saying? He comes out and says like, he doesn't like this city. He's the best. But if he said he's better than Triple H, and Triple H is also heel, ain't that kind of like contradictory? Yeah, like heel I, work yeah. versus heel work? That's like I said, there's going to have to be some sort of defining moment that sets apart kind of who's on what side there. I, I definitely feel what you're saying on that. One, one more other aspect to this is, too. One thing I noticed that's kind of interesting is if Stay wins and he gets the belt, of course, no... No, the, um, 
none of the relevant people that we're talking about in this scenario has been mentioned for that show in New York. Yeah, just Brock so far. And, Jer- and Jericho. There are some advertised matches, and Jericho is facing yeah. Kevin Owens on that card. Yeah, Jericho doesn't work this weekend. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's, as big as they're kind of promoting that to be, you know, Madison Square Garden, it's homegrown turf. It's, you know, that's easy for traveling and all that other stuff. No gold is going there. Makes me think that you don't, they don't want you to suspect who will be the champion coming to two there. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Man, we're going to have two pay-per-view things to preview in October. I didn't even think about that until you just said it. Hey, you know what's funny about that? And if Sting is the champion, with the pay-per-view being so quickly right ahead, it makes them not hold it long enough so that you'll be like, oh, here we go, another champion that's never on TV. Mm -hmm. So it gives you two quick opportunities for him to either defend or lose or whatever it may be. And I don't think that they've even decided what they're going to do with it yet. I think it's like there's so many options that could work. And you have a lot of outs, like you said, going into October. Um, This kind of feels like a two-match show, you know, kind of the whole Rollins saga for the night. Just on Wikipedia, they're listing you have the six-man tag between Ambrose, Roman Reigns, and a mystery partner versus the new Wyatt family. We did some fantasy booking about this match uh, on our most recent episode. I guess... I don't think the intrigue here lies in who wins because I, I thought this was going to be done at SummerSlam, but clearly not. And I definitely don't think it's going to end here. So who do you... I don't know if predicting the finish is necessarily what's interesting here as much as who they debut. I know we all saw the leaked image of Baron Corbin as that mystery partner. I We can talk about if that's actually going to happen or not. That was just kind of a troll move by WWE.com. But then you had the Wyatt family take out Randy Orton, and some rumors online suggest that he's out for an extended time on another vacation because he's not working full schedule. Some people said that's what's going to end up making him the sixth partner because he has beef with them. What do you guys make of it? I'll start with you first, Celis. Who's the mystery partner? This this is very hard for me. Like I, I can easily see them wanting to pull somebody like a Baron Corbin to the main Corbin, excuse me, to the main roster. I can definitely see Randy Orton being an a intrigue of an entrant. I mean, I have a side gut feeling you might bring Seth Rollins again just to have it as a shield reunite, you know, reunited for one <laughs> match only. But it's, it's, it's just hard to see where this is going to go. And I, I just can't think of any babyface that's worth calling up except for Samoa Joe, you know, for this pay-per-view. So I'm, I'm going to just go say Samoa Joe just to get some more uh, meet name quality to the event, but that's what I'm gonna say. Samoa a, Joe. A lot hey, of people so, online do want that to happen. I've read that a lot. Hey, Sellers, let's go ahead and say bold predictions. Just say Seth Rollins one more time. I will say bold prediction. I will say <laughs> Seth Rollins in this shield will reunite for one match only. And Seth Rollins. This is why we call him Silly Sellers, folks. Yes, yeah, my that ain't happening. Moment. I'm stamping that hashtag Shield Return. Not happening. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Doctor M, who's the mystery partner? Oh, I've long thought it's going to be Samoa Joe. He's um, largely ineffective in NXT, so they might as well bring him up to the main roster. And I mean, he has enough, obviously, credibility behind him where he'll get a nice pop, I think, if he debuts with uh, Reigns and Ambrose. So I think it's going to be him. Okay. Uh, D-Wayne, you're a big Samoa Joe guy. Do you think it's Joe? Um... <laughs> But WWE doesn't know what they're doing with this match, so I, I really, I'm, can I tell you, be honest with you, I'm not kind of not interested in this match. 
but I am interested in it only for for the Bray Wyatt and the family side of things. But as far as the third person, it's so iffy because it could be someone that we never knew was going to bring bring up. So is it Joe? Something's telling me that it's not Joe. And the thing is, I don't know who it is, and I think no one knows who it is. So it's going to be a nice little surprise that we're going to get. Okay. Uh, two chains. Okay, so since I'm just feel like being funny today, <laughs> yeah, you do. Just give, me, just give me one second, real quick. But um, while I'm multitasking at the same time, I will say that um, I will say that my original pick was Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to really uh, deviate from that much. Um, I'm not buying anything. You know that they're saying as far as with him being written off a of vacation, like Randy Orton always takes these random, uh, where's he gone or where's he been, and he just comes back and he becomes relevant. Then the Sheamus, then the whole Sheamus things happen again. So, but uh, since we've been doing bold predictions today, and I feel like being funny, uh, I'm gonna play a little clip for y'all who I think the who I think the last person's gonna be. Oh boy, you guys ready for this? Yes, sir. All right, here it is. <laughs> oh, no. Keep listening. What is wrong with all you guys on this episode? You guys are all crazy today. <laughs> it's because football is back. Oh, my God. I'm excited about the Panthers tomorrow. I'm excited about the Niners on Monday. <laughs> D-Wayne's excited about the Cowboys on Sunday night. And uh, Mr. Brady got his first win coming back in the new year. So that's why we're oh, excited. No, 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 no. Brady, Mr. Brady had two wins. He had one in court and he had one against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It looks like I'm going to have three wins after the game, too, but we won't talk about that. Oh, and, fair enough. And fantasy football. Shouts out to Tom Brady. Dude, I started him last minute. I'm Me so too. happy. Um, I think I think Joe could work here. Here's, here's why I don't think it should be Randy Orton, and that's why I hope they wrote him off with whatever happened on Raw. If you put Randy Orton out there as this mystery person, people don't care about Randy Orton because there's nothing really to invest storyline-wise in. So what if the Wyatt family attacked him? So what? Like, I guess there's... I'm just kind of done with Randy Orton for a while, and I think a lot of the audience is too. And I think if you bring him out, it takes all the air out of this match. And if you're trying to build up Roman for Mania against Cena, like we all predicted, I think you have to make him look good every time and not be in like a, a match that has no no life in it. So I don't think it's Orton. I think Joe could work, but meh. I, I, I think Finn Balor would be more exciting. Think about that music hitting and think of how amped the crowd would be in Houston for something like that. For Ballard to finally hit the main roster. You guys watched NST, right? Well, and that's the other thing I was going to bring up about that is when they last week when Joe and Ballard tagged in that tournament, they did a whole promo backstage like, "Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready?" And then Ballard starts to walk away, and Joe picks up his title, goes, "Hey, man, don't forget this." And they had yeah, kind of a little oh, moment. Yeah. So it makes me feel like there's there's money to be made in NXT with those two guys. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, so, on that note, I uh, am hold on. on because that really just uh, all right. Hold on, hold on, Peace hold on. Out. Hold on, that match that they worked was really good. I haven't, I haven't gotten to it yet. I'm a little behind and, on my NXT. And, and the one thing I'm kind of disappointed at about is the WWE Network. No way, I mean Network Universe. That dude that they had that dark match, and it was just like, oh, they had a dark match. So he's just like, ah, oh, it's whatever. But as good as that match was, more stuff should have leaked because, like, them as a team, I was just like, uh, whatever. I don't see how this works. Or why them? But they were good together. They had good chemistry. Uh, commentary build up, you know, how they, uh, you know, knew each other and all that other good stuff. And uh, my biggest thing with Finn Balor was I was worried about him breaking that character up into the main roster to a bigger crowd. And for him, he came out without the demon, a leather coat, and he wore the belt around his waist. And he came out. He did his, uh, you know, his little thing where he holds his arms up and everything. And he, like, he, he gravitated the crowd like like he did on NST, just minus the demon, which I thought was a big thing. And that's why I just feel like, whoa, I don't know if they realize it, but y'all, like, somehow got something going on right here that you don't want to tamper with right now. Maybe keep letting them work a couple of dark matches as team as far as as part as the um, the Dusty Rose Classic. Keep letting them work the, the dark matches for, like, Raw and SmackDown stuff to see how they do coming up to the main roster, but don't necessarily bring them up to be in a super face, a super baby face team with Dean Ambrose and uh, Ronan Reigns, because the last thing you want is to let one of those two money makers become SmackDown characters. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Maybe that's why, maybe that's credence to make Samoa Joe the guy then, because you don't really have to worry about that with him, because he's farther along in age. It's not like you have to have him for the long-term future like a Finn Balor could be. So I get what you're if saying. I, yeah, if I had to make the argument, I'd be cool with Joe as well, too. But I'm telling you, like, if you guys, after, uh, after we're done today, just watch that match. It's a 10-minute match against the Lucha Dragon. Yeah. So, Samoa Joe was not outshined by Finn Balor. Do not get it twisted. Samoa Joe ran that match. Yeah, I need to so. catch up on my NXT. I got a lot of ROH on the DVR I got to watch, too. Um, let's plow through this real quick. We lost uh, Celis and we lost D-Wayne there. They had... Prior commitments, to, so they had to jet um, quietly off the episode. We still have Dr. M and two chains here. So the Divas match, I want to go to our resident Divas expert on this. Dr. M, we have Nikki Bella taking on Charlotte for the title early. It was originally announced for the pay-per-view, but now it's going to be on Raw, in which is coming up after we record this episode. How do you see that all playing out on Raw leading into whatever the match is on Night of Champions because the title must be defended? Uh, so my hope is that Charlotte is going to, to win on Raw with seconds left on the Bellatron. Um, that would be then, sweet. And then, you know, I'm thinking that's what's going to happen. And then there's going to be the rematch at Night of Champions. Mm-hmm. Um, and can I just say, I don't know if you guys caught Vince McMahon's tweet from earlier this week. I did. Where about comparing the Bellatron to how long Queen Elizabeth has been on the throne, yes. which uh, nearly made me ill. <laughs> so I, I'm ready for uh, this whole Nikki Bella thing to, to end. It's it's time for someone new to really kind of get this diva revolution going. Um, so I think Charlotte wins on Raw, and then probably a rematch at Night of Champions where, um, I don't know, I could see it going both ways. I could... 
it would be a complete WWE move to have Nikki win the belt back at Night of Champions. <coughs> but um, I think that would be hilarious. It would be kind of funny. Um, but certainly Charlotte's going to win on Raw. Okay. I don't have a problem with that either. I think they got to do something, like you said, to get the revolution going. The um, We have Dolph Ziggler facing Rusev, and Lana's not going to be there, I don't think, because of her recent surgery. Do either of you guys care to talk about this match? Because I don't care anymore. Uh, Lana, I care less about this match. Yeah, Lana should come back and just do something just for a little crowd buzz. You know, something agree. that they're going to work on, but I don't care about the match. You know what's you know what breaks my heart too, two chains for you is that apparently the injury occurred when she was working out in the ring at that Fairfax show before yeah, yeah, I know. when you attended. I, that makes me bummed out. You should have been there to help her, man. Look, I was just tweeting. I was just like, hold on, like Lana didn't come out. I was like, what, what's going on? Yeah, and you you know she she got, she had the we want Lana chant, so she's still even though she wasn't there, she's still doing her thing. Yeah, for sure. So the other two titles that we haven't talked about are the tag straps. They haven't announced a match yet. You've got to think it's going to be a triple threat with Primetime, the Dudleys, and the New Day. I like New Day to retain and feud um, team versus team with just the Dudleys moving forward. Are you guys good with that? No. Oh! <laughs> I am feeding off of the social networking buzz with ta- in, in regard to the tag uh division. Did anybody hear what Booker T said? No. Booker T said he is done wrestling. He's he's hanging up the boots for good. Unless it was a Hollow Heat versus the Dudley Boys match. I don't want to see it. You don't just say something like that unless, like, of all tag teams, yeah, I get it. The Dudleys is definitely one of the top ten tag teams of all time. But unless the Dudley Boys are like that came out of your mouth like fluently, no quest, no like, no hesitation. I like the Dudley Boys winning the championship, so <laughs> and I like the uh, Harlem Heat, who Stevie Ray is signed to WWE, if you remember, to work a match. I'm not sure where, but it brings a lot of buzz with them having the gold around their waist and having that match. Oh, um, uh, that's I don't know. That's such a tricky. I mean, and. I was I was a big Harlem Heat fan, like when they were in their prime, especially when they had Sherry Martel with them. Oh yeah, uh, but uh, I, I just don't know how excited I would get for that match. Well, um, plus, you, you're taking the focus off of the what I feel is one of the hottest week to week commodities in WWE in the New Day. If you do absolutely. something like that, um, I don't know. I maybe if they put that match in a retirement community instead of in a WWE ring, I could be a part of it. But that's, that's just, not true. First of all, the New Day is so good right now; they don't need the belts to solidify how good they are. Yeah, but they you need know? to feud. Unless the Usos are coming back, they're going to need a, a hot babyface tag team to feud with. They yeah. could get it. They could get it back. It's no like I said, like on the last episode recorded. I don't mind the Dudley Boys getting it and losing it. Like the same thing, like the outsiders, you know. I the guess. Dudley Boys versus uh, the Dudley Boys versus the New Day uh, feud is isn't really exciting, but it's good enough, you know, to see the Attitude Era versus this era now. Yeah. Allegedly going head to head with both their antics, and it kind of worked. It works, you know. Let the Dudley Boys solidify that they're the most decorated of all time by winning it for what tenth time, right? Um, WWE straps, yeah, it would be the 10th time. I think it would be like their 23rd world title reign overall. 
Yeah, so, you know, give them the even 10 and, you know, let them lose it to the New, new Day or the primetime players or, or the Usos for all we can. You know, it's, a, it's this is just one of those type of give it the, I mean, look, let's be serious. The tag team division, as much as talent is in there, we're not overly, like, critical about who has the belt. We're just looking for good matches and good work to be done with by, by the right people, you know? Yeah. So... You know, I, I don't, I don't mind, I don't mind the Deadly Boys winning in the Harlem Heat match. I mean, that's going to bring buzz. I mean, to see Stevie Ray and Booker T, Booker T alone in a ring one more time is going to be exciting. But the fact that you have two people that hasn't been in the ring in forever together again, it should be good. And all their any work that they're doing, like people are paying attention to that. Yeah. And just and just like that buzz that they got from that, uh, what was that one thing that Goldberg was at the. Um, uh, oh, this it was in like New York at some ballpark. How much buzz did that get? And it was nothing but legends. That spear was pretty sweet. To everybody's age, and that buzz was beyond crazy. Just searching the hashtag, looking at people's reaction, real reactions, like not just like, oh, that's awesome. Like it was real reactions to it. Yeah. So, like I said, I don't mind the Dudley Boys versus the New Day being booked here, and the Dudley Boys winning it, uh, but. I, the the New Day will be fine. They will still be solidified as the top, one of the top heel teams, one of the top tag teams in the WWE for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't have a problem with the Dudleys winning the belts. I think they are going to win the belts at some point. I don't think they would be, they would come back to WWE if they weren't going to have at least one run. Um, it, but I, at the end of the day, I think the New Day, they're just at the level right now where they should for as long as possible, I think, be the centerpiece of the tag team division. Yes. And, you know, Harlem Heat, you're right, too, James. They would generate buzz, but I think the best way they would generate buzz is if WWE did that old-school Raw like they've been doing oh, every now and then mm-hmm. for the last couple of years. Yeah. It'd be a one-off thing. You know, like, but, a one-off match on old-school Raw would be perfect. Either that or if they had some sort of multi-team type of match for the straps at Mania... And you yeah. could that would be a nice way to kind of celebrate the current tags as well as the past tags, and you could get those guys involved. And like you could stack them all up against New Day and see if New Day can hang on to the straps. If you have like the Dudleys and Harlem Heat, and you could even maybe even bring out the Hardys if they're out of TNA at that point. You could bring in all sorts of people, man. We'll see, because um, it's like a gauntlet match, like what they did at Mania Twenty. Yeah. That's a. I, I like that idea. Yeah. Some some somehow somehow some way, um, Stephen Ray needs to be relevant to that signing because there's a lot of people that could, could use a Legends contract that I'm sure would be itching for some TV time to just do anything. As long as he hit yeah. Xavier Woods with the flapjack, I'd be good with oh, that. Oh, oh, yeah. Just knock him upside oh. his head. Oh, dang. Um. Uh, the only championship we have left to discuss is the IC championship, and for what's been hinted at so far, we can only assume at the time of this recording that it's going to be the champion Ryback defending against Kevin Owens. And, like, typically when a feud starts and there's been a champion who's had the belt for a while, you typically don't see the title change hands right away. You kind of let that build, but, man, I don't know. I, I would be really bummed out if Kevin Owens did not defeat Ryback. I just don't even see Same Ryback here. on his level. <laughs> Same here, especially don't. after, you know, they gave him two solid wins over Cesaro. Yeah. Like, I think uh, the, next, point. Yes. the next uh, 
logical step would be to give him the IC title. And Ryback, he's doing the best he can, but whenever he's on TV, I, I'm distracted by other things. <laughs> well, me too, so man. I've been um – I've been starting raw a little late sometimes on the DVR and I'll fast forward through stuff that I don't like. And typically yeah. that's, I'm usually skipping the Ryback segment. Although he had a nice little match with Rollins here this past week. I don't want to take away oh, all yeah, his cred, did. but yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I think you're right that they've been building Kevin Owens back up from the rubble that John Cena left him in. And <laughs> I, you know, Cena monster strikes again, but I think, and I think the IC belt would be a nice piece for him because I think I like my Kevin Owens with the championship because he has more legitimacy, legitimacy to the trash he's talking. Don't you think, too, James? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, the, I, I mean, if the belts matter for anything, the IC seems kind of weird of all belts. But yeah, any, any, I guess anything will work for him. Yep. And I, I, I like, I like for an appropriate reason for Kevin Owens to have a mic in his hand. Yep. So. Is it? I don't know. Do 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 you guys ever pay attention to the power rankings in WWE? Never. Was wondering what you take, what you guys take on it was because uh, as of right now, Ryback is number two. That's probably oh, them that's trying. So sad. They're trying to put a little bit of steam behind him because he doesn't generate his own steam on TV. I just <laughs> he's such a he gets a good reaction pretty consistently, so I get why they're going with him. But I he was. A pretty decent heel and i think he would be a nice piece to some sort of faction um yeah. or even you know it would be cool down the line when sheamus cashes in money in the bank and gets through you know past whatever that run's gonna be him and ryback as a heel tag team would be really cool just the size you know what i'm saying yeah i don't know just the thought but that's another conversation for another day but i guess we've kind of run down every championship at this point Again, it really feels like a two-match show for the most part, and then a couple nice other matches. I I don't find myself as excited as I think I should be by a, a pay-per-view where Rollins wrestles twice and Sting's in the main event. <laughs> but, but to be fair, we had a lot to say about it and a lot of opinions about it tonight. So I don't know. What do you, are you guys pretty pretty pumped up for it? Are you going to need another week of Raw to get excited? Because like I said, there's still one more Raw after this recording. Um, where are you at with it, two James? I mean, I would be mad if it came on tomorrow. Uh, I think I thought still uh, I thought Stay did pretty good as far as his time on TV last Raw, and uh, you know if he could build off that another week, then you know that's beneficial. But if not, you know if it was tomorrow, it's okay. I can I can get with it. Uh, my expectations of the on the pay per view as a whole is is the same as it's been all year, so to say. Nothing, not really, really too excited. Because after the money to make uh, shenanigans, I just kind of just like blah. Yeah. So. Well, and this part of the year is tough sometimes because we're really just kind of itching towards WrestleMania at this point. You know, the yeah. road to WrestleMania starts in about three and a half, four months. So, uh, Doctor, are you excited for Night of Champions? Uh, not particularly. I, I mean, when I think about it, I can't remember the last time I've been all that pumped up about a WWE pay per view. NXT, on the other hand, of course. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, this one I'm not entire, all that excited yet. And, of course, we have another episode of Raw and SmackDown to get through, which could do a lot of good. Uh, and, you know, the matches are probably going to be pretty good. I don't think we... I mean, sometimes we can, but usually 
we can say good things about the work ethic we see in the ring mm-hmm. in these pay-per-views. So that's not going to be the issue. Um, so not excited yet, but uh, I expect a good show. I think I might have like one and a half eyes glued on this pay-per-view at any given time considering, you know, the Seattle Seahawks are playing in Green Bay at that, that same time and that's going to be a heck of a game to watch that night. So mm-hmm. you got to consider that too, but that's what I'm on demands for with the WWE Network if I really get glued on that game. But um, we'll see what happens, man. I think the main event's going to be a lot of fun. I think the Cena match will be fun. And like you said, there's a lot of good matches here. It's just... It's a lot of the same. It feels like a lot of the same stuff we've either seen on pay, previous pay per views, such as the Wyatt match, or stuff that we see iterations of each week on Raw. So we'll see what happens. We'll get back with you guys probably after Night of Champions at this point, unless we do another special episode between now and then. I definitely want to touch base in the very near future about this upcoming Takeover pay per view and the female driven main event that was just announced. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we will. Get back into that. That's going to be Dr. M's Christmas right there, what I know about him. Um, hey, hey, Ron, before, before we wrap it up, yeah. since we're the ultimate uh, prediction prediction makers, who do you guys have for winning this Mayweather-Berto fight tonight? Um, Is this Mayweather's last fight, like he's it retiring? Is. Then I have the human race winning this fight because after this he goes away because I don't, I don't <laughs> like him. I don't know. He's just he's uh, gonna he's he's so fast, dude. He's just gonna bounce around the ring. Granted, I know absolutely nothing about his opponent, but past uh, past history leads me to believe that Mayweather will duck out with the title. I just yeah, I, I think he's gonna win. It's his last fight for Showtime, which will make him forty nine and zero. And um, a little controversy came up about him uh, taking not taking a legal substance, but. Uh, he, he didn't follow protocol as far as where he could use the IV yep. to pump vitamins. It was approved, but he just took it at the time he shouldn't have, yep. which also created Buzz and Pacquiao camp to say, hey, now we want a rematch. So, hey, what better way to do this than to, number one, get out of your Showtime contract, makes you 49 and 0. Uh, Rocky Marciano, all-time record, was 50 and 0. You want to be the greatest, so why don't you do the greatest thing? Promote your own fight against a mega rematch versus Pacquiao, which will ultimately break all records because he always does better the second time. And you solo uh, promote it with your own uh, promotion company. That way you don't have to really uh, cut a check to HBO Showtime, but you just give them distribution (coughs) rights. Sounds like a mega Mayweather deal right there. I'd rather see him fight Ronda Rousey. I'd rather see Ronda Rousey fight at WrestleMania, but we just found out she confirmed that uh, she'll be filming a movie in Australia while we're in Dallas next year, and so they're going to need to find themselves another big name to fill that building with. There's no, there's no way. I didn't even hear that. Yeah, she. Or is that what she wants us to think? I mean, I mean it was kind of a press release that she's in this film that's being made over in Australia, so I, oh, I yeah, think it's yeah. pretty legit. But you would. I mean, we're going to know soon enough whether they're going to build up a match with her or not because you don't just have that be a surprise appearance a second year in a row. You build that up and you draw a big buy rate for the network or for pay-per-view for both. So, no, I don't think they're going to get Rousey. Like, I'm not saying it'll never happen, but I think they're going to put a lot of eggs in the uh, Dwayne Johnson basket for WrestleMania. 
Oh, yeah. But you, you know what? Yeah, okay, I get it. No no disrespect to Patrick Swayze. But Row House, yes, I get it. And, a, and a making a remake with it, Ronda Rousey, I get it. But honestly, as big as Ronda Rousey's face is and all that other stuff that she does, she's no Robert Downey Jr. So the fact that she can't make, miss out on a check for missing out a week of uh, recording for a movie... She'll be out of her mind if she didn't show up to WrestleMania. That is a free check that she's about to get for five to ten minutes worth of work. Come on now. She'll be at WrestleMania. We'll see her at WrestleMania. I don't know if that's necessarily her call, whether uh, the movies are approved by Dana White or professional wrestling matches, but I I wish she was going to be there too. But like I said, it doesn't sound like uh, a strong possibility, but stranger things have happened. I can tell you one more thing that will make you a little bit more confident. Okay. Ronda Rousey is 28. She said she would not fight past 30. They just offered her a main lead in a movie. Ronda Rousey will fight in November. They moved it up a whole month earlier. Yep. And she said that she would do one more fight. And usually uh, she'll fight like twice a year, maybe three times a year if it all aligns right, but twice a year. Her last fight could be against Cyborg, the big fight that they all keep talking about that they want, that they want. Yep. She wins that fight. She's done before 30, when she will retire. There's nobody else for her to fight. And she is no longer an employee of the USC. Therefore, she's able to do whatever she wants. I guarantee you now, if he if she proposes to, to Dana White, like, look, I'll give you two more fights. But I need my contract to be reworked, where I'm able to make decisions on my own. Because he already has, to, he already knows. Like, you have one more year to make money off of her, and that's it. And once she's done, there's not much in that uh, women's bantamweight division that they could do. Don't lose the face of your person because of your own stubbornness. Well, not, not only that, I think works. I think once she leaves the UFC, I think the UFC decreases in relevance very, very strongly, very, very quickly. Yeah, there, there, ain't no, there ain't no star power. They're like, you can say CM Punk's going to be a draw, like maybe, but not like a Rousey, not like a Brock Lesnar. Yeah, but you, you know what else, too? You have no choice because she's your only clean, healthy fighter. John Jones got hit with stuff. Uh, Anderson Silver got hit with stuff. Like, you're losing all your big names. And the guy that beat Anderson Silver, Chris Wyman, nobody speaks of him. Yeah. Nobody. Like, so don't, like, this is business. Don't lose your main person because you're being stubborn. You better let her get all the opportunities and checks you can. And you just, you know, be precautionary about what she do. But don't, like, sort of say regulate what she do. Let her have this UFC moment. I mean, this WWE moment, which, you know, tell Vince man, like, look, promote her. Keep her safe in a match. We see how you did with the air, bro. You kept him safe. Promote the UFC doing it like y'all do because y'all always... You know, mention how Brock is a UFC champion, and you know, do the same thing with her. Let her bring out the belt to it, like create the buzz. It's going to only help your own company. I I agree with you. I I would love for it to happen, but I'm just saying these these are the words that came out of her mouth in an interview. So, um, but That'd let's let's revisit this again. We'll we'll do a, another WrestleMania fantasy booking <laughs> podcast here in the upcoming weeks, like we did recently, which. A lot of people seem to enjoy listening to, so we're going to keep doing them once a month till Mania. But let's revisit this. But yeah, it's um, like I said, I'm I'm pretty sure they're going to put a lot of eggs in the Dwayne Johnson basket for I WrestleMania agree. 32, just based on the ads and based on 
available draws because it doesn't seem like the Steve Austin uh, ship is in the harbor anymore. But let's uh, let's talk about that another day. So Night of Champions, we'll get back with you guys after that with our review. Um, we'll probably only be talking about two matches because that seems to be the only two that we really had a lot to say about tonight. But until next time, Aaron, Two Chains, Dr. M, D Wayne, and Celis, we'll catch you guys soon. This is the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast.